Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about leveraging other people for your marketing. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 96. 96, we are talking about leveraging other people for your marketing. I have been playing around in this puddle for a while now, and I want to thought we'd bring it up and talk about it and uh, discuss what's been happening and how it's working for us. And uh, we've got some really, really cool, uh, interesting things to share with people. So, I am going to bring on the wonderful, not from Australia today, Heather Porter. Yeah. Hey, H. Hey, Andrew. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be back. And um, you are correct. I am not in Sydney. I am in London. London. You are traveling the world. You've uh, mm-hmm. been in London for a couple of weeks. And this is part of the reason we haven't had a podcast for a few weeks is because yes. you know, this time of year has been crazy. But to add to that, we've also had you traveling in different time zones. So we thought, well, let's try and tee it up and make at least one more podcast before Christmas and uh, and wrap up exactly. the year. And then we can usher in our number 100 early in the new year. Yay. Yay. Can't believe it. It's exciting. Totally. So um, how, how's things going from your end? Um, anything interesting come across your path? Pretty interesting. Yeah, lots, lots of things going on. Um, and we'll dig into a lot of what I've been doing um, today in the podcast. But I'll tell you what, one thing that was very interesting, although extremely sad at the same time, was we had a uh, situation in Sydney, the gun, uh, the, the cafe the that siege. was under siege, the hostages and that sort of stuff. And yeah. um, for those that don't know, there was a cafe in Sydney that was um, held by a lone gunman and he had hostages, about 17 hostages for I think 16 hours or so. It was a long time and of mm. course, um, it happened to be across the road from one of the news stations and they had their cameras on it and every other media centre in the world was watching this and every move was being recorded and then put on social media and that sort of stuff too. So there was a lot of information coming out about what was going on and um, um, one thing this this gunman knew was uh, how to leverage social media. He wanted to be able to get his message out via social media. So. He made these hostages uh, record videos so mm-hmm. that they could post it to their social sites. He made them uh, tweet about it, Facebook about it. He really wanted to get um, his message out. And the police, uh, the tactical response team said, listen, we need, we need the public's help, uh, especially the media's help, firstly, is don't broadcast this stuff because it it's going to pander to what he wants. And yeah. um and surprisingly, and a lot of people are talking about this, is that um, not only did the media not share it, but people that did see it come across on um, these hostages' walls and stuff didn't share it either. And it really, um, it really changed the dynamic of what this guy was trying to do because um, he wasn't getting his message out, which he thought would be an easy thing to do these days on social media. And it was fascinating to see everybody bandy together and say, we're not going to share this stuff, even though it's interesting to see and it's timely right now, but we're not going to share it because um, we think it's wrong. Mor- mor- morally, it's not the right thing to do. And people 
basically jumped on board and, and none of this stuff was shared. And I mean, you can probably find some of this stuff later now after it's all gone, after the situation's finished. But um, I found it fascinating that the stuff wasn't shared, especially in Australia anyway. I did see some of the stuff coming through from news outlets in the US and also in um, in the UK. But um, at that time, that was so far away that it wasn't going to be a problem it was, you know, it was really hush-hush here because I were in London and I was actually, um, I was pleasantly happy about it. Like you're saying, I, I thought, wow, they're not releasing anything. It's not creating this whole media frenzy. And it's, I found it kind of refreshing, to be honest, because I think that so many times people just go crazy on social media and they actually, um, they actually lie and they speculate and things mm. get blown out of proportion really fast. Totally. Especially when it's happening. Like, you yeah. know, as the situation's happening and, and no one knows exactly what's happening and they're all speculating, you know, where he was from and what religious background he had. And, you know, and there was some really bad mistakes coming out from the media and different people and everyone was mm. sharing it. So that those mistakes snowball and that sort of stuff. But, you know, I was, I was really just, I was fascinated to see the social behavior of people who knew that morally this is not a good thing because people's lives are at risk and yeah. uh, they didn't share it. So I just thought that was fascinating. Um, and it's certainly uh, a lot of people are looking at the, the rest of the world are looking at it to see, well, how did that work and how can we replicate that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so terrible situation, but fascinating to see the reaction from people all around the world. Yeah, so, um, anyway. Now, so you're over in the UK. <laughs> what have you, well, I'm sure you've had some interesting things on your travels over there. What have you learned? Yes. Yeah, so um, for those of you that have never done the Sydney to London journey, it is one of the worst, I think, in the world. It is about 24 hours door-to-door travel from the time you do it. First of all, the eight-hour flight into Asia, and then the additional 12-hour flight from there. So over that time, I was traveling with my partner's two boys. Um, I just have to, I guess, paint the picture. So you guys really understand those of you that have traveled like that and have traveled with kids. And um, yes, they're a little bit older. They're, you know, 14 and 12, but they're, uh, they're obsessed with skating. I've said this before on our show. So they were watching skateboarding edits the entire time. And one time uh, in the airport in Hong Kong on our layover, they, they're like, oh, Heather, you have to check out this edit. Um, and basically in edit right now, they're, they're, all, they're, they're, they're the thing, you know, they're all over Instagram, they're all over YouTube and they're made in skateboarding, any sort of athletics really, but they're basically the athlete doing the thing that they're good at. And then it's sort of backed by funky music and then it has slow-mo and things like that. So they're showing me this edit of this really great skateboarder that they love. And I caught it out straight away on YouTube. I saw this little sentence and it said, for an interactive experience, click on his shoes. I'm thinking, well, this is interesting. So we're watching the skateboard edit and then there's this slow-mo bit that kicks in. And then I'm like, oh boys, I want to check this out. So I roll my mouse over his shoes and sure enough, it becomes a, you know, a little hand. So I clicked on his shoes and it took me straight into a um, shopping and e-commerce page where I could buy those shoes. And it not only did it for the first pair of shoes, but the other pairs of shoes that he wore. Now I know he's sponsored by Nike, and these were Nike shoes, but I think, holy moly, what a, a what a brilliant thing to do! Like this is a skateboarding edit. It's not a commercial in no way, shape, or form did it promote Nike, other than just click on this cool guy's shoes and then you can go buy them. 
So he wasn't wearing clothes that said Nike or anything like that? It wasn't a Nike branded video? Not that I, no, no. It was literally looked like a casual edit. It just had his name, I think, flashed across the start of it, you know, and then I can't even remember who he is anymore, but um, that's it. No, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like extraordinary, you know, it was just a cool edit. Now, when you say edit, what do you mean? Because I'm not, <laughs> 40, I'm not I'm 14 anymore, so I want to make sure that I've got the right terminology here. So an edit is just simply referred to as like a little skateboarding video or a little surf video that it, that's on um, Instagram primarily, but also YouTube where it's the person doing tricks. So it's just, it was this guy doing all his skateboarding so it's still, tricks. It's still a video. It's just a video it's just with cool video music. It's got an edit on it. It's called an edit. That's the term. Okay. There you go, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm up on it, aren't I? Get with the terms. Maybe I'll make myself an edit. <laughs> and do you edit an edit or do you video an edit? <laughs> you, you, you do the video and then you do the edit. And and most people nowadays, these, these crazy kids, they're using apps and they're like making these really cool little video edits with slow-mo, fast speed, all sorts of music so and if we cool to, stuff. If we were to apply that to, to, let's say, something in the kitchen, I'm going to go and bake a cake oh it's yeah and then you deliver the cake and say here you go here's a bake is that right yeah so, <laughs> here's a bake something like that andrew <laughs> uh. but 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 on the kitchen thing imagine if you were um you know a cook and you're doing like maybe you have you're trying to sell your own kitchen line or your own ingredients or whatever right and what if you do these little cooking show videos or edits on youtube <laughs> And basically, you just say at the beginning to get access to what I'm using, just um, click on the the utensils, and yeah. then suddenly you click on them. So, so this basically, uh, and mm. this is available to everybody, right, on YouTube. So it's, it's yes, basically an yes. annotation, exactly that um, that people can click on. And, and we've had these around for a long time. It's just the way yeah. that people are using them are getting more more smarter, without being direct. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant marketing. Absolutely, and we we always are big, you know, believers in reaching the younger generation. This is what the younger generation is do is doing. They're engaging in videos, and if you can make a video not look like a commercial, um, wow, you're mm. you know you're going to be in it for the long run with your e-commerce. Awesome. Yeah. So, Andrew, now I kind of this show was my idea because you've been doing a lot of really cool things in our marketing. And um, I thought I just sort of wanted to have some banter and ask you some questions. Um, I'm more than happy to come up with some ideas about what doesn't work because I get plenty of the what doesn't work scenarios come through my emails every day. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but um, let, let's start with, I guess, the topic, leveraging, you know, your marketing through other people. What does that actually mean? And, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you've been up to. Well, I guess, um, you know, there's two sides to the equation. When, when you and I have been building and creating content for a long time, you know, we've been doing podcasts, mm. magazines, TV shows, um, all sorts of things like that. Um, that's one side of the equation is, is getting the content. And, and a lot of people... Um, when they finally get their heads around how to create an edit or whatever it is, that's all. That's all good. But the real, the real, um, the money driver, I guess, is getting that message out. You know, you can't sell a secret, so you got to get that message out. So, you know, I've been really digging into the other side of things now and saying, well, how do we get how do we get this message out to the right people? Because it's one thing getting it out to people, but if it's not the right people, then you're wasting your time. You know, we talk about having large numbers of followers on Twitter and Facebook and that. But if they're not the right people, like you can go and buy Twitter followers if you want, but if they're all a bunch of people that aren't interested in your stuff, then yeah. what's the point? 
you know, so I've been looking at why, what do we do to make this more effective? How do we get the right people in front of us? And I'd rather have 10 right people than a hundred wrong people. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes these 10 people can be so much more effective than even a thousand wrong people. So what I've been doing is looking at um, the content that we've been creating on our blog posts and we've gone um, we've got a, a, a tact, which are, we know a number of other smart marketers are doing. And I think 2015, to be honest with you, is going to be a year that really separates the um, the average blogger to the really good blogger. Um, we're already seeing figures and you can, you can do a Google search and find this, but we're already seeing figures out there that say that um, Google, uh, not Google, yeah, well, Google will, will show results of, you know, longer blog posts than shorter ones. Um, yeah. So basically what we're doing is we're finding some really, really cool, effective blog posts that people are sharing that they like um, that may be short and looking at how can we make those better for us? So we may use those as a as the basis, but then we go and put our own spin, but we, we dig into a lot more depth. So we're creating longer blog posts. Um, and sometimes these are two or 3,000 words long, but we're putting a lot of rich media in there. You know, we're putting Instagram photos, we're putting video in there, we're putting screenshots and that sort of stuff. So it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like an, a full on article. It's not just a blog post. We're spending a lot of time and effort putting good quality content together because people want to see good quality content. Let's face it. There's so much content out there now that there's a lot of crap. Yeah, I think the con- the key here, what you're saying, the content we're putting out is like you can actually carry it away with you as a PDF and we actually allow you to do that as well. Correct. But it's something that you could just keep and follow step by step and get a result. So it's no longer just like a piece of commentary. It's actually a structured approach to getting a result. So there's a lot more happening there. I was talking to someone the other day, actually. Um, it might have been yesterday. And, and um, he said, you know, we're talking about this whole situation and and he said, why do you think that the world's attention span is getting so much shorter these days, yet these longer blog posts are getting better traction? He goes, it doesn't make Mm. sense. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It It, it doesn't make sense. You would think so. But I know from from me is that I've got a number of blog posts that are long um, and and they're blog posts about specific topics that I like. And I go back to these blog posts, probably, I've probably been back to these blog posts, each of them at least a dozen times because the content is awesome. I think it makes sense perfectly. And the reason why is because so many of us were trained to put out, just put content out, repurpose content, just put content out. But really there was not heart or structure or quality behind a lot of that content. So it's almost gone reverse where we're seeing longer articles and we think, wow, there's a lot of effort that's gone into that. It must right. be good. Yes. I think you're right there. And and that's, that's a, that you said something, there's no structure or heart in it. And you know, you and I are spending a lot of time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, not only writing them, or you know, or getting the basis ready, but then going through and making sure does this represent us and our brand, um, and are we are we happy to share this sort of stuff? You know, because because we've had blog, we've had a lot of blog. I think we've done over three hundred different blog posts anyway. Mm. Um, up until recently, we've just started doing the longer ones, and these longer ones, I'm I'm more than happy to be telling the world about them. That you know? is the key. Yeah, really. Like I am, and and we'll talk about it where I'm doing that in a minute. But I am more than happy to be jumping on a on a group that I'm a member of. And let's say that there are there are a group of um, social media experts. I'm more than happy to jump on there and say, "Here is my article." Like yeah. I am, I am going to be vulnerable and give you my article, but I think it's good. 
Whereas the other articles in the past, eh, maybe I won't share them with those because they'll pick them apart and blah, blah, blah. But I know that um, I'm happy to share that sort of stuff with with people that are that are our peers, um, especially yeah. our peers. And, and not only that, I'm members of other groups too, but more than happy to be jumping in saying, you know, here it is. So that's that's been a big difference is putting that heart, that passion into it so that you are really proud of what you're doing and you're, really, and, and you're willing to share it. So I want to paint a picture of, um, I, cause I think this is going to be way more powerful what you're about to sort of share and go a little bit in, in deeper. What you were saying earlier was that basically taking, um, articles and, or finding people that have already shared a similar topic that you're writing an article on and then approach them to, to share that article. But before you kind of go into, I guess, a little bit more about that, cause I have some questions on that. I thought I'd come from the perspective of, what not to do? Because I know that so many people, they're thinking, oh yeah, I could just share my stuff. I'm going to paint a very specific picture of something that's been happening to me on social media. So you can start to think listeners, dear listeners, what you should not be doing. Okay. So there's this guy that's um, connected with me on LinkedIn and uh, he has been emailing me and probably every other single person who is connected with him on LinkedIn inviting me to these events that he runs in Australia. Now, that's fine, but the thing is, the events are for life coaches. I'm not a life coach. I've never have been. Um, it's just not what I do professionally. So, and, and there's nothing wrong with being a life coach and studying it and being into that, but I'm not. So for me to constantly get bombarded with his invitations, as sweet and nice as they are, to invite me to an event that has nothing to do with my interest point is really annoying and it's, it's spamish. So he keeps inviting me going, Hey, Heather, you know, I haven't heard from you. Is there, is there a problem or, you know, and I'm thinking, I don't even want to give you the time of day guy. Cause I don't think you're actually being respectful to my time by the very fact that you actually have no idea what I'm interested in and my entire LinkedIn profile you have access to and see, can see exactly what I'm into professionally. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a key part is doing the research of the people yeah, you're trying to attract. And I really wanted to paint that picture because I think what you're doing, like, uh, back to the heart, you know, I was saying earlier, articles having heart. It's it's also everything about connecting with people online right now is changing. You've got to respect them as people and not numbers. Like they're not just a like or a follow. They're a person with a business or, you know, they're a person with a family and they have likes and tastes and interests and cultural differences. And if you don't respect that, you're not respecting them. And, and why would they want to listen to you or, or let alone help you and leverage, you know, you, can, you wouldn't be able to leverage off of them. Yep. And I, and I think that's a great part is that research into yeah. uh, who you're trying to do. Now, a lot of this stuff that we're doing is a lot of manual work. And, you know, there are certain tools out there, automated robot stuff, but I don't use any of them. I don't use, I use tools, but I don't use automated tools anymore because um, point. they're not working anymore. If you've got a bunch of automated tools and you're punching out content to all these different sites and stuff, uh, stop it. Stop doing it. It's not working. So, so big picture, I think a couple of just takeaways for people listening. Okay, so we published one of our new really great articles. What do you look for, Andrew? What are you actually looking for out there for people to help connect with and share share our articles? Okay, good question. So here's 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 basically the the thirty thousand foot view. I'll go and find <laughs> I'll go and find other articles that are relevant to the article we've just written. Okay, so let's say that we've written an article on Instagram for business. How to use Instagram for your business? There yeah. are a lot of articles out there about Instagram for your business. There are a lot of good ones. There's lots a lot of crap ones too. But I will go 
and find which ones have been shared the most, which ones are the popular ones versus the ones that aren't so popular. And what I'll do is I'll find the ones that are the most popular and then I'll go and find out who are the people that shared those articles, especially on Twitter. Because people share, share a piece of content, if they're sharing a certain subject, they're more likely to share that subject again if they see something that's bigger and better. Yeah. So I'll reach out to these people and I'll reach out to them individually, um, usually via their website too. So it's a little bit of uh, detective work going on, but I will come up with a list of say two to 300 different people that have shared that specific article. Let's say, let's say Forbes magazine writes an article on Instagram for business. Now that's a pretty popular magazine. Um, a lot of, oh, sorry, website. A lot of people read that, those articles, there's a lot of sharers going on there. Now, mm. I figure that if somebody is willing to share an article about Instagram on their Twitter account, then they're sharing information generally that their followers would be interested in reading about. Yeah. You're not going to get a politician sharing about how to use Instagram for your business from a Forbes article, right? So you're going yeah. to find people that are sharing content that's relevant to their followers. So I'll reach out to those people that are sharing it and I'll say to them, hey, listen, I know you shared something on um, on Twitter about Instagram for business from this particular blog post. Um, I've, I've written another article about that and um, I'd love you to be able to share it to your followers. And if you're interested, um, please, please do it. Here's the link. And people are reading it and they're going, okay, great. And so I am driving them to our website for the first time. Yes. And getting to see our article, but then and you know that they're interested already in what you're sending them to. Totally, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not non-life coaches in your scenario, right? They're people <laughs> yeah. that are interested in the topic, so they're going, "Hey, I'm going to check it out." So they read it, and then I'll um, and then I'll usually find that they'll go and share it because just by asking, just by asking them to do it, they're like, "What's it cost me?" I click on the button. There's a share button at the bottom of our of our article if they want to just click on that button and share it. Um, and that's one important thing that we've got is that share the share icons on your articles. You've got to have those. So now we're finding people sharing these articles um, regularly. And 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 I, and I know you're looking at our Twitter account. You'll see all of a sudden suddenly we've got a lot of act- activity in our Twitter. Oh, it's feed. incredible! It's like a whole new community out there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, right. definitely. So so not only are we just getting them to share, but we're also connecting with these people now too. Um, because we've got in, we've got a lot of them will write back to me in email, email and say, "Hey, thanks for um, thanks for sharing this article. Um, would you be interested in sharing some of our stuff?" I'm like, "Of course we would. If it's relevant yeah. to our our customers, absolutely, yeah. we'll go and share that for them too." So, you know, it's a it's a win win for both parties. But as I said, it's a little bit of manual work, but it's it's working really well. I'll give you an example. We have increased our website traffic uh, at least three times. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and our blog posts themselves, just our blog post increases about eight to 10 times more than we've ever had before. Those are huge figures. Like to, mm. to give you guys an idea of what that means traffic wise in just under a month, we're looking at on a, a normal day, at least double traffic, at least just yeah. across the board on average. On, on the whole website. Yeah. On the whole website. Yeah. Just yep. in a big picture perspective. Yep. You know what I, I, when you were talking about that, I initially was thinking 
some people might be listening thinking, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. And you know what? Having a business is a lot lot of of freaking work. work. (laughs) And if you want to grow it and, and grow it into something where you actually are respecting your customers and respecting the business community, I think, look, I'm excited about what's happening because what is happening right now is people are being forced to actually be real again and actually look at people for being people and it having, you know, what are they actually interested in instead of doing these weird blanket emails to people yeah. where and that, and that we've talked about list segmentation in past podcasts and same thing goes for that I mean segmentation and really specific conversations are very important I think going forward for next year you know cross online marketing mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I, I do want to say and yeah. I actually haven't even spoken to you about this oh, but, um, <laughs> but what I've noticed is that um, okay so you write one article and let's say traffic doubles for that article and then you write another article a week after and traffic comes in for that article but what happens is you're still getting people coming from the previous article the week before. The compounding, yeah. The compounding, right? So then on the third article, you've got now traffic for that article. You've got some traffic from last week's article, and you've still got traffic from the article before that. So we're starting to see a nice rise up the graph, if you like, about traffic coming in. And I don't think we've gone – um, backwards, any day, every day that we've got, we've we've seemed to have. If we're rolling a thirty day average of our yeah. of our traffic, it's increasing every day. Every day we've got more traffic than the day before. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it's, is it's cool. which is awesome. So so it's not only the uh, you're not you're not seeing spikes once a week with all this new stuff. You're actually seeing a consistent growth across the board for this traffic, which is exciting. And as you do this, too, guys in your business, and you start to think, how can I find people that are sharing? You know things that I'm already writing about and reach out to them. Also be very strategic in how you're doing um, your, you know, what are you actually, what keywords are you looking for and what sort of things are you writing about? Because in the past we would write articles, that, for example, that would be, um, you know, top five free tips to do this, this, and this. And going forward, it would, it, let's think about that. Let me take a step back. If you're trying to tell somebody top five free tips, they're in a free mindset, Correct. So instead of how would you build this or something about software, you have to really think about what somebody's going to search for in order to buy something. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and because if you're going after all these people and you're going to go after, you know, getting traffic for them and, and bringing in all this new business onto your website and leveraging your business in this way, you don't want to be writing articles to still attract the free mindset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a good point too, is, is what is it? What's your end goal? Come up with your yeah. own goal. What do you want people to do? Do you want them to sign up for your newsletter? Do you want them to sign up um, for a course that you're offering? Do you want them to sign up for a $7 tripwire? What is the ultimate goal? And then use that goal as the driving force for all the other stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Andrew, I, I am really excited about this particular topic so much so that we've actually created this really cool little map that um, we're, we, what we've actually started doing in our business. And um, it is, I hope you don't mind me telling everybody no, where it's it. available. It's available at aybguide.com. And it literally is five easy steps that you can do right now to triple your traffic using the blog posts you already have on your own website because that's actually what we are doing. We're using the blog posts we have and we're doing, um, we're rewriting them, we're making them better and we're doing five, these five easy steps and actually doing, you know, doubling, doubling, tripling our traffic as we go. Yeah, and actually we talk about, we actually talk about which tools we're using in that little, in that little um, special guide too. So 
It's a little handy printer outer and stick on your wall. You'll love it, you guys. Come on over and check it out. <laughs> and if you actually want to see what we're talking about with these new blog posts, you can come over to autopilotyourbusiness.com. There's a blog tab in there and um, you can click on that and you'll actually see the latest articles that we've been pumping out. You'll see the difference of those versus some of our older ones. And we're living proof that this stuff works. So revisit your articles and look at the ones we're pumping out and you'll, you'll understand, I guess, when we say we're doing case studies and examples and making them longer, you'll understand why, because there's a lot of good value in them. Don't forget to share them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Share them on your networks. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, I think um, I think that's almost a wrap for this this particular topic. I know there's a lot more I could talk about. I'm looking at my whiteboard thinking, wow, we could go on here for hours. I know, I know there is, but this is exciting. We, By the way, guys, we do cover a lot of the, the the details and the tools that we use and how to use the tools. Like Andrew was saying, he finds people that he can actually target. There's some great software tools out there to use. We cover that in our Digital Traffic Institute. So um, if you're actually interested in the specifics, you can come on over to digitaltrafficinstitute.com. Yay. Um, well, I think this is going to be almost it for this year, I, I guess. I want to... I know. Wish everybody a very happy Christmas and happy holidays, as they say over here in the US. Yes. Um, And uh, wishing everyone a great 2015. We will be back straight after the new year. for, um, And we're going to ramp up for a big episode 100. Yay. Guys, thank you so much for your support. My goodness. I can't believe we're we're rounding 100. Do you know, Andrew, we started this podcast. I remember it very vividly. It was after Christmas. Was it three years ago? I think it was two years ago. Okay. Uh, I think it was three. No, you know what? I think you're right. It might have been three because we we, were a bit slack in the the early days. In the first year. Yeah, a year and a half. It was um, January. That's when we started recording our first one ever. And um, wow, what a ride it has been. So um, gosh, you guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in all around the world and being there and, and having a chat with us. We love your emails, by the way. I've been getting some cool emails. I know you have, Andrew, and people contacting on social media. Um, just, you know, drop us a line, say hello. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, awesome. If you're listening, uh, if you are listening on um, iTunes uh, or Podomatic or Spreaker, or any of those, um, give us a rating if you can, and we'd yeah. love to hear from you. Sounds good. All, All right. right well, we have a, you have a great Christmas. You too. And uh, I'll probably, we'll probably do one more from London before you get home, I guess. We will, we will. And um, I'm guessing you'll learn a lot more over the Christmas time in London. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to share it. All right, everybody. Now, and I'm oh. off to Guinness in a London pub. Hey, hey, you should take your computer to the corner of the pub so we can hear the background <laughs> ambiance. That'll be fun. <laughs> All right, you guys. All Thank right. you. See you later. Bye. Bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.